welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Skylar. I'm Emily. And um, great to see you guys again. Great to see all of you. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but we actually can see every single one of yeah, you I can that see. Listens. I can see you right now. Yeah. Um, I can... I was gonna try and, like, describe a bedroom, but my mind do literally that. just went, I'm not going to. It wouldn't have been fucking funny anyway. What a bit. Ugh. I want to do jokes and bits. <laughs> I don't get that reference. It's from Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Is it? He's like, I want to do comedy. What? I want to do jokes and bits when he's talking about, like, he doesn't want the job at New York Times. Oh, I don't watch that one that much. Oh, that's a funny line. It, okay, that, that one is funny, too. I just... You when I put on Middle Ditch and Schwartz, I like to watch <laughs> the first two, specifically Law School Magic. You should watch. I know. I, I will. It that one's good, good too. Part. I agree. I want to do jokes and bits. Oh, well, speaking of so... Thomas Middleditch, guys, <laughs> today <laughs> Emily and I are tackling a um a really scary series <laughs> for us, um because we're gonna start tackling some film bro movies. <laughs> we AKA decided overrated movies that. White men love. That white film bros assume that you've never seen and think are, like, the hallmark of movies of, like, men that should be idealized and revered. Like, their favorite characters. And if you don't like it, then it's because you don't get it. Right. And most of these movies are um, satire, but these men that love these movies don't understand that it's satire also these movies so, are just in general overrated well, probably yes. won a bunch of awards for no good reason like but we don't but guess what we don't care but guess what we don't care <laughs> guess what <laughs> guess what we don't care um, and you don't have to agree with us but we're probably right so we're just uh, two uh, bitter women <laughs> who love to <laughs> talk about things that people love and say that we hate them yeah. Yeah. And as per our description, <laughs> we're two best friends who have a lot of opinions, and you're going to hear them. Sorry. Against your will. <laughs> Against your will. Um, so, we're starting a Film Bros movie series, and this is our first episode. And Skylar, tell the people what we both watched for this episode. Um, I had to watch what we both had to watch for this. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. And Jonah Hill. And Jonah, I wouldn't say he's like a star. He's a he's a supporting role. Yeah, but I said starring Leonardo DiCaprio, and you said and okay, Jonah sorry, Hill. <laughs> sorry, starring Leonardo DiCaprio with Jonah Hill. Yeah, and Margot um, Robbie. And Margot Robbie. Yeah, I actually watched this movie willingly with my mom like a couple of weeks ago. Um, I realized. When we were talking about watching it, that I actually have seen multiple parts of it, and I think it's because I tried to watch it when it was like on Netflix for like a yeah. second. Um, but guess what? I didn't finish it, and after watching the whole thing, I know why I didn't finish it because it's bad. <laughs> I it was super late when I finished it because it's three hours. It's a three hour long movie, <laughs> and I like turned off my computer and I was like. That was so long for no good reason. Like, that was such a waste of three hours. Like, there's parts of it that are, like, funny or... Uh, yeah. Uh. 
I honestly, that, like, when you see it for the first time, you're like, oh my god, wow. But then after, like, the 50th scene of naked women getting used as objects, I was like, yes, is this, this joke is tired. Yes. But I think it's supposed, I think at some time, at some points, it's trying to, like, make the, like, it's trying to say, like, this living in excess and, like, whatever. It's I think it's a little bit self-aware. Like, yeah, this joke is tired, but this kind of man yeah. is living this way and he, you know, whatever. Oh, completely um, agree. I think there's a yeah. purpose for it. I still don't think... Yeah. There's no reason for this movie to be three hours. I think tops no, not at all. two. It could have yeah the same. There's just too much... They took too long to get to, like, the actual storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Because they set I, it up as, like, oh, he was just, like, a normal guy who, like, just wanted to work for the right reasons. And then right. they, like, you know, he gets derailed. He, like, loses his job or whatever. He, like, starts his own company and he gets very quickly, very twisted. But then it takes forever to get for, to his downfall at the end of the movie. The rest it of the really middle does. chunk of the movie is just him doing the same stuff over and over again. Him being an asshole. Him... <laughs> partying and doing drugs like his yes. friends being gross like i don't yes yeah. tired tired we are tired of it we are tired um, <laughs> this the best part i think the best part of this movie is thomas middleditch's oh um, my God. cameo <laughs> i told i told emily he's such a distinct person i had zero idea that he was in this movie i'd never heard that he was yeah. in it and they get to the scene where he's in he's like it. a new guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, just like this quiet new guy, like cleaning out a fish bowl. And yeah. his like head's down in the first scene. He's like looking at this fish bowl. <laughs> and the second he was in this, like in the shot, I was like, that is Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> and then he picks up his head. And I'm like, that is Thomas Middleditch. It was crazy. And he, it's that same character he plays in like everything where he's just yeah. like the quiet, like, I don't know, just like, I don't know. Like that, the best shoulders hunched and the shrugging yeah, and the not the, making he, eye contact. He is Randy. I don't know, I, I don't know, I just talk that much. Don't look, don't, don't look <laughs> at me, I don't talk that much. Um, you should talk more. Oh, no, I couldn't. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I couldn't possibly. I couldn't, um, no, I couldn't. <laughs> no, she shouldn't. <laughs> no, she shouldn't. <laughs> Okay, anyways, this uh, this is just us making Middleditch and Schwartz references the whole time. Um, but, okay. So, this movie did come out, like, eight years ago. Yes. Um, but, in case anyone needs to know, it's about, it's about this real man, Jordan Belfort. I didn't know that. <laughs> Until, okay. like, after I watched the movie the first time. You know the end the last scene where that guy introduces Jordan Belfort at that convention at the very end. I guess. Did, did, okay. Cause you know how he's at, he's, he goes to a, like a convention thing where all these people are trying to learn how to make money quick. And oh, he yes, goes, yes, sell yes, me this yes, pen. Yes. Yes. And a guy introduces him. A guy introduces Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. The guy who introduces him is the real Jordan Belfort. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He's so okay. yes. So he he tries to work at Wall Street, but then he his like first day at Wall Street is a Black Monday in the eighties, and so um no, the it stock wasn't his market, first day. Yeah, it was. No. 
<laughs> no, it wasn't. Was it because, Nala? Because he took, he, like, did that, like, level seven thing or whatever. Oh, but his first day no, is, like, his a first... broker. And it's a Black Monday. It's a, bl- <laughs> it's a Black Monday, which I guess is, like, um, what day was that in, like, before the Great Depression? I don't know. The stock market isn't real. But it was, it's like... like, the biggest down... <sighs> In like stock the money went away. Like I don't know. Like how people it works, just but, like, were selling their stocks, like pulling out the stock market. <laughs> like that's yeah. What this is. See, this is the problem. See, this is the problem because film bros love this movie because they're like obsessed with the stock market. And then when they hear two women who like don't care about what the stock market is, they're like, "You just don't like it because you don't get it." Like, no, I didn't like it because it was just a man being... Skylar, Pinterest just said that you sent me a pin. <laughs> um, no, I didn't like the movie because it's just a man being sexist and mean and, like, on drugs An and scamming awful person. people. Yeah. And just being a bad dude. Which, that could be And then be literally funny. getting away. Fred Claus is a great movie. <laughs> Fred Claus. <laughs> like, that can be... You're right. That can be funny, but like three yeah. hours of it with this character having absolutely no consequences, like of his actions. No, and like he gets away with everything. It's the same. He's doing the same thing over and over and over again, and it's just yes. the same people. And like, yes, it's just not. There's literally it's not funny, and there's no point of this movie being three. That's the real problem I have with this movie. Is if it was an hour <laughs> and a half, maybe I would have liked it better. Yeah. It, no, it could have been two hours, but <sighs> some parts that I think were actually satire like that's that's the thing i think the whole thing is satire the whole thing is but there are also points where like i think they glorified his lifestyle a little bit i think they tried to make it look like really really fun and not like (laughs) this is crazy i think maybe at the end um when they like take like so many quaaludes or whatever and it's sort of like he goes way over the edge and then you sort of see the toll mentally, physically, that, like, his lifestyle of excess has taken on him. But I think it does both at the same time, which is probably why the stereotypical, like, film bros would be like, Jordan Belfort, man, like, mm-hmm. that's who I want to be, like, he's such yeah. a badass, like, doesn't take no for an answer, like, writes his own destiny. It's like, no, he was just high the whole time and, like, scammed people with, like, the... No, pink slipped stocks completely. thinking that they were buying like big stuff but they weren't like it's just a white man taking advantage of the system yeah like without <laughs> facing consequences no it's, yeah you're completely right it's like the problem is that he's like he's a character who guys idolize because they're like yeah i don't want to do drugs and like right and charismatic sex and like oh yeah and, and like hot have wife. so much money and have yeah and have a hot wife or like whatever but like Yeah, there was just, like, no showing of, like, his... Like, they showed his unraveling, but they took forever to get there. And, like, yeah, he'd be crazy in some scenes, and you'd be like, whoa, he's, like, losing it a little bit. But, like, if... Okay, realistically, if he's doing that many drugs, he's having a lot of withdrawal and, like, a lot of comedowns that aren't so good. And where were those scenes? Yeah, no, none. It was, like, it was was a glamorization as much as it was a real depiction of using drugs for that long in your life. Because it was satire, but it was satire that's apparent to people who know that that lifestyle is stupid. It's like if a man came up to me at a party and was like, have you ever seen American Psycho? And I'd be like, no, because I'm 
a human being and um, have a life. And then if he was like Patrick Bateman, like he's the man, like I'd be really terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Bateman, like, that's a film that is so satirical of, like, the, ni- like, I think, like, 1980s, like, yuppie kind of, like, corporate America, like, whatever, like, mm-hmm. psychopath. And that is what is so frustrating is when, without even, like, watching a movie, I've heard of Patrick Bateman, I've heard of that movie, I know that that isn't, like, someone, a character who should be, like, valorized for any reason. And yes. then, And then these guys are just, like... Have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? <laughs> oh my god. It's so frustrating. Oh my god. Because it's always like the violent movies with like, it's like violence, violence is women. Um, violence is fun and women are sexy. And that is literally, literally the basis of all of these movies. Especially Pulp Fiction. Especially oh Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And we will get to Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, God. The worst part about doing this series is, I told Emily, I was like, the worst thing I realized about us taking on this project is that I'm going to have to watch all these movies yeah, and pay I attention. Know. Oh, God. Um, I kind of can't wait for Fight Club, though, because um, I've, I've never seen Fight Club. I always wanted to, but I'm, I'm like, kind of scared it's going to be, like, a little bit too violent and, like, blood, blood and gore kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that makes me, like, a little sick to my stomach. Yeah, I don't like gore. <sighs> Whatever. I guess we'll just have to man up <laughs> and watch it. Oh, thank you. <sighs> but no. anyways. But, but anyways. that really is the problem with this movie is that before I'd ever even seen this movie, like, when it first came out, and, like, that song, Jordan Bell, for Jordan, remember that song? I don't know who no. it's by. It's some rap song, and it's just about... It's called Jordan Belfort, and everybody no loved way. that song. And they, they loved this movie, and it was just like... They just loved it because it was a rich white guy doing whatever he wanted. And they were yeah. like, that's my idol. I'm like, you do that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they just want more resources to do literally whatever they want. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I, I want, I just want to talk about... You want to get part- into the meat and the potatoes of this movie? Yeah, I do. Because, because, I think within, like, the first hour, maybe, he, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has this wife that he lives, like, in either Long Island or Staten Island Was with, or whatever Teresa? they... I don't know. They barely characterize no, her. No, she's she not in the movie. She's stereotypical... <laughs> first wife that the guy the main guy once he's getting money leaves her for mm-hmm. he's at a party that he is hosting oh margot sees robbie tw- sees 22 year old margot robbie Be- oh she's so she hot is in this good. okay but also so is his first wife i was looking so at her, is his first her wife. eyes are humongous and so pretty she- i was like Screw she, you. <laughs> she was in palm springs that andy samberg movie she's in palm springs Okay. Hi, Andy Samberg. Hi, Andy Samberg. Anyway. She's so pretty. So, so, she is the one who, of course, because, because of, it's, <laughs> me getting so flustered. <laughs> because it's because, always, because, 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 because it's always the women that make the men. I hate yes. the term behind every, like, 
strong man is like a strong woman or behind every powerful man is like a whatever woman. Mm -hmm. That has a lot of like sexist history and undertones, but it's fucking true because she's the one who is like, you should go do this. Go to this place. She tells him to take it from, she's the one who tells him to stop targeting poor people and target rich people who are even more arrogant and will give you even more money that they can afford to lose Yes. By, like, buying these garbage stocks. And he does yes. it, and that's what makes him all the money. And then he sees 22-year-old Margot Robbie, and then they go to dinner, and then this is how his wife, his wife finds out oh, yeah. that he is having an affair. He is in the backseat of a limo with Margot Robbie and snorting cocaine off of her chest, yes. and they stop at a hotel or whatever, and the wife opens the at door. At the Trump and she's, Tower. Oh, is that where they were? Yes, because I was, like, watching the scene. I was like, where are they? And, like, because I couldn't tell why they were there. And then I look up, and I was like, oh, this cannot get any more New York. Yeah, that is so upsetting. And she opens the door and sees them like that. And she's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is where you've been doing... And then they just get divorced, and he just moves in with the girlfriend. It's yeah. infuriating. It's the so infuriating. The guy that he married at, like, 23, 22 years old. Yeah. Or the girl that he married at 22, 23 years old. He's like, uh, whatever. Like, whatever. And that's, yeah, oh she's God. barely in the movie. She's barely, barely, there's three hours of this movie, and his first wife has, like, four minutes of screen time. And, the, yeah, and then Margot Robbie is just, like, She's also kind of barely in the movie. She's only in she's oh, only yeah, in the no. scenes where she's like in the background, like yeah. going somewhere with him, or she's arguing with him about the baby or yeah. him cheating on her or something. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this film passes the Bechdel test. I don't think two women even have a conversation in this movie. I don't think two women have an on-screen full conversation in this movie. Oh, they don't. There are they not- definitely don't. <laughs> There is no interaction between any two women in this movie that is on screen because Donnie's Jonah Hill's wife and Margot Robbie are friends, but also she's They're also never friends seen with together. She's also friends with um, Jordan Belfort's first wife. Yeah, but they're only talking like off screen. You can't hear it. No, they're, they they have conversations, but you can see them, like, as if they're extras in a movie. Cause yes, they're exactly. Because like, they're in a big, a big scene, correct? Like, in the party scene where he sees Margot Robbie, you don't even... That conversation would still be about a man, so it still wouldn't even pass the test. But exactly, you don't even yes. hear, like, any interaction happening <laughs> between audible. them. It's not audible. It's just, like, her lo- like his wife looking sad and then... And you know that it's about she sees him talking to yeah, yeah. Margot Robbie, and you know... It's either... <laughs> Wait, they're having a conversation, but you don't see the other wife's face, just the back of her head, and you just mm-hmm. see the first wife, like, make a look. Like, yeah, she just, like, looks Furrow up. her eyebrows and, like, looks sad, and then it, like, goes, oh my god. Yeah, that's so depressing. <laughs> there are three hours of this movie, and no two women talk at all to no each other. No two women about talk anything. at all. Anyways. And can we talk about this, uh, this scene where... <laughs> This scene where um, it's like later they have a kid. They have Skylar, their baby girl. Yeah, that's really and... threw me for a loop. The first time I saw the movie when they were just yelling my name. <laughs> and um, they're in like Margot Robbie's like mad at at um Jordan and 
is wearing a dress but not wearing any underwear. Oh, and yeah. she like puts her foot on his forehead. I was like, okay, Margot Robbie. <laughs> but then, but then he's like, look at that. Doesn't that teddy bear's eye look kind of weird? Uh-huh. And it's it was a security camera. And then the security guys yeah. saw all of that. I was like, uh, yeah, just like something doesn't feel right. No. I, no women in this movie have, like, free agency, and if they do, then they're disrespected. No. And they're all treated like objects, and their privacy isn't... It's basically the epitome of, like, seeing... Like, seeing the Madonna horror complex, I feel like, in oh action. Especially God. because these are these are pretty waspy men. Yeah. And that's really prevalent among waspy men. And so it's, like, seeing it f- literally... From their point of view. Because the minute, the minute they have sex, they're like, don't care. And then he probably wasn't having sex with his wife and only saw her as a, as a wife and probably respected her as mm-hmm. a human. So he couldn't have sex with her, but he could have sex with Margot Robbie because he didn't think yeah, of even, her as a human being. Even Margot Robbie <laughs> said her, like, about her character. She was like, because <laughs> the Amazon Prime, like, gives you, like, movie notes or whatever oh yeah and she's talking about the first scene where she's like naked and yeah she was like the i guess martin sorsese was like you can do this like in a robe and she was like no, no i have to do it naked because the whole point of her existence in the movie is that her body is like yeah her way of interacting in the world and i was like yeah that's every woman in this movie it's like yeah their body is their value in this movie and that's why it's such an to simplify it, that's why it's an annoying movie. Is because it's so annoying. It is male characters doing whatever they want and women being used as objects throughout the movie. Yeah, I mean the the first frame of it is Leonardo DiCaprio doing coke off of like a woman. Actually, ass. not the first frame. We were both wrong when we said that the other day. Really? It's not. That's like four minutes into the movie. Okay. Well, it happens pretty. It happens. It's it's within like the first ten minutes. He is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can we and also then, talk about the fact this <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio was like forty when this movie came out? Yeah. The first part of the movie he's playing a twenty six year old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sorry, but he does not look twenty six. <laughs> no, he did not. No. And they they he basically looked the same, so he ba- he basically looked... The only way that you could really... He, he could only, like, act like he no, was a yeah, 26-year-old starting out. Because you couldn't... Like, he wouldn't... He was, like, a cocaine at the table. Or, like, I'll, I won't have a martini, I'll just have water. And he's, like, and quiet, then, reserved around, like, his superiors. Yeah, that's how you know. But they couldn't have... You couldn't age. He looked ex- literally exactly the same, like, the entire movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, Matthew McConaughey was... Because he's in this movie, too, like, the first yeah. ten minutes. He's his boss. He's so skinny in this movie. I was like, did he just film... Um, Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club when this movie came yeah. out? Because yeah, he was so skinny in it. I was like... Yeah, I think that's why. Yeah, okay. Trying to remember things about this movie is so difficult because I feel like every frame and every conversation was, like, exactly the same. Because there weren't a lot of conversations. If there was a conversation, it was them trying to cover up the illegal activity. Oh, that's... Oh, that's right. Like, that's my... I think that's... 
sexism and like missed satire aside the thing i have like the problem i have with this movie is that the plot is so buried underneath all of the other things like i guess like if you wanted to like look at what it was genuinely about it's about a businessman who works for wall street learns how to do a hard sell loses his job works his way back up from the bottom starts an illegal like starts a business with like a lot of illegal activity of selling bad like bad stocks yeah and he just like tries to work around that and then eventually gets caught yeah loses everything okay yeah this those plots like the beginning (laughs) half of that plot and the end part of that plot are separated by two hours yeah there's two hours of the movie where none of that is basically happening at the forefront exactly as if we needed to see more and more examples of like the excess of money that they're just spending on like naked women in a fucking high school band walking in and like throwing throwing like little people like um arrows at a target yes that whole conversation uh, that whole conversation i know this movie takes place in the 80s but honestly like jesus christ it's gross the whole, it's so disgusting dehumanizing these people that they're about to throw at like a uh no the you, fact that it's used a for target. humor like that conversation yeah, is used for humor it was infuriating really gross they're talking and, like, about them as if they were subhuman beings that can just be like oh my god even my, they literally like, said it too they were like they're not people yeah they're not people and like the Again, the fact that this character is, like, looked at as, like, an idolized character who is, like, funny and, like, everything he does is just funny. Like, everything he does, like, has no consequences and he's just, like, a cool guy. And, like, he literally says, like, a group of humans are subhuman. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's stored in the back of my mind. I'm remembering Okay. Tell me again why I just have to watch this movie. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Do you have to watch this movie? Uh, no. If, no. If you meet someone and they ever tell you, oh my god, you've never seen Wolf of Wall Street, great movie, you you have to see it. No, you don't. No, you They're don't. lying to your face. <laughs> you do not have to watch it. It's a big red flag. You should walk away. I don't care if they're a romantic interest or just another human trying to be your friend. Don't oh be god. friends with them. You don't have to watch this movie. I thought that I needed to see this movie. I was like, oh my god, like, he was nominated for an Oscar for it. Everyone saw it. It's crazy. Whatever. I watched it. I was like, Why was he nominated for an Oscar for it? What is I don't know. Because just literally, probably just because he's Leonardo DiCaprio. But, like, he didn't win an Oscar for so long. I know. And this was one of his nominations. I know. Interesting. I was like, Just because the budget was so high? Just because it's Martin Scorsese, score however. Scorsese, Scorsese, whatever, man. Marty, Marty. I created just to just to keep the ball rolling. I I cre- we already talked about most of the stuff, but mm-hmm. for these movies, I made like a little checklist criteria thing, um, just to see, just so we you know at the end or whatever, we can just keep track of all of these um, films, films that we talk about. <laughs> So, um, one of the questions was, does it pass the Bechdel test? Um, this one literally does not. Um, is it, is it a must, must watch? Absolutely not. <laughs> you, your, your life will not be different 
if you do see this movie rather than if you don't. I here, exactly here are same. things you can do with three hours instead of watch The Wolf of Wall Street. Go for a walk. Read. <laughs> go on a hike. Read something else. <laughs> you can go on a full hike. You can go on like a five mile hike. Um, yeah. Read an entire book. <laughs> write an entire you write, can write a, a whole book plant things in a garden learn sign language listen to three taylor swift albums <laughs> paint your nails and your and your toenails cut your hair dye your hair oh my god those will all have more positive benefits to your life and than watching this movie you don't have to see this <laughs> <laughs> Um, my other criteria is, did, did Tarantino direct it? Because he directs all of the movies that film bros absolutely love. He did not direct oh this one. Yeah. yeah, the and... foot man. <laughs> yeah. Did my you know other... he dated Trisha Paytas? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I did. When she was young and he like, he like emotionally messed her up i'm not surprised quentin tarantino is like the scariest man alive he's also just so ugly <laughs> yeah i know oh god um my other my like last question i have is how outraged would a film bro be if you said you to him you'd never seen this movie on a scale probably like an eight i feel like a lot of them like it but i also feel like a lot of them also i feel like it's definitely a film bro movie but i would say there is a good amount of film boys who like yeah don't obsess over it yeah i think uh i think pulp fiction would rank a lot higher especially if they're indie oh my god yeah i don't think there's enough i was gonna say i don't think there's enough like artistic choice in this movie for it to be a film like a super film bro movie because it's not from like the 90s yeah and it it, yeah and it's too it's the fact that it's based on the, the fact that it's based on a real person is oh yeah is too much for them yeah i agree i agree um, okay, that was my little, that was my little checklist thing. Um, <laughs> I do, I do want to talk about, um, the end of it, because okay. I, I was reading an article, and, um, I do think that the end, the end does a good job of, first of all, first of all, after all of this, after all of the crime, after going to jail, it's like rich people jail and he's like on tennis courses basically living at a resort for however long. Um, he ends up kind of I feel like <laughs> you go through this roller coaster of stuff and then at the end he just ends up being like a washed up guy with no career and is like at a convention, like a get rich quick salesman type of convention Mm -hmm. teaching normal people how to get money and um the article i read sort of just mentioned how it it, that is kind of holding up a mirror to the audience showing i don't know like the people watching this that are going to like i forget exactly the quote but i thought it made a good point And I think that's why, like, sometimes the movie can be pretty self-aware because that crowd of, like, people that are, he's going down the line being like, sell me this pen and, like, no one can do it and, like, all Mm -hmm. of this stuff. And it's, like, all of these people going to, like, seminars like that instead of sort of, instead of, like, fucking trying to, like, 
do it a better way or whatever. I thought it was interesting. I'm not explaining it well. I'm going to try and get a direct quote from right. this little website. Well, I think that that just reminds me of what we were saying before. It's like, these are the people not only, like, not only are these the characters that, like, people will, like, idolize in film. These are, the like, the real life people that, like, yeah. we, like, get away with, like, acting like this or that we, like, yeah. accept, just, like, act like this. Like, it's very much accepted that, like, the top one percent like live like this and they just get to do whatever they want and like they do it in like sneaky ways and like they make their money like this and just like people want to learn how to do that too like people some people don't care that it's wrong they just want to do it too and be one of them yeah so okay so this website says this end scene is holding up a mirror to his own audience particularly the viewers who would accuse him of glamorizing belfort's crimes which he does do a little bit throughout the movie. Like, it's hard to make this movie and not have points where it's glamorizing mm-hmm. all of it. People like Belfort are ten a penny, and consumers hypocritically give money to amoral cor- corporations all the time and seek get-rich-quick tips instead of challenging the dirty dealings of the finance industry. Sort of showing the audience that they're no better than Jordan or these people learning, trying to learn from the scammers of the industry that get rich and, like, they mm-hmm. still want to be like him. I thought that was interesting. I don't... Again, a film bro isn't picking up on that, obviously, if they're, like... Yeah, like, you just gotta be like Jordan and, like, like write your own destiny and just, like, do whatever you want to get all the money in the world. It's also just, like, the same reason that... <laughs> Like, Jake Paul and, like, Logan Paul right. are famous YouTubers and, like, Tana Mojo is because, like, even if they do really bad things and, like, do it publicly, like, I don't know, like, partying during a part, like, a pandemic when people are dying, like, don't know, people don't like care because they'd rather see a Tana Mo- like, a Tana Mojo vlog yeah. of her, like, partying with a bunch of TikTokers than they would, exactly. like, have her be safe and not, like show that part of her life because secretly a lot of people really want to live that life or not so secretly like a lot of people would love to be rich for no good reason and be partying yeah no matter what the consequences are yeah and I think I think sort of trying to tell your audience like hey like I didn't glamorize this dude like look at all these normal people like you're part of the problem why don't you Mm -hmm. chat whatever I think like yeah but also Um, make it seem, have your movie portray that this guy is a scumbag more than you kind of did. Or at least just make it more obvious. Because the only time we really see him directly hurt someone is when he cheats on his wife. And, like, we see, and we don't even, there's no catching up with her later. There's no seeing, like, her real emotions. She's not even characterized in the movie before, so we don't really feel, like, how do you expect the audience to feel for, like, a single character that he hurts, including his wife, if she doesn't have a single, like, we see her in the beginning, like, support her husband, and she, like, helps him yeah. through the time where he's, like, under, like, where he doesn't have a job, and, like, he's looking for a new yeah. job, and she's supportive, but that's, like, it, so then by the time he's cheating on her, like, he's already living that, like, crazy party life, so people are already just, like, they're basically, like, get rid of the wife character, like, I want to see him do more of this. Yeah, exactly. 
that's that's the thing is that it shows him like bulldoze his way to the top and get all this money but he hurts and betrays and backstabs like all of these people in the process and the movie never once reconciles with those characters or looks back and like shows us the damage he did in order to get to where he was. Yeah, for real. Because he scams all these people. He, like, cheats on his wife. He, like, loses... I don't know. Like, uh, he just goes crazy with it. And I I think we see that he goes crazy with it because he's obviously a drug addict. Mm -hmm. He, like, cannot... He he endangers his daughter at the end. Oh, my God. When he is, he goes crazy because Margot Robbie is like, I'm going to divorce you because, Mm -hmm. like, you're going to go to jail forever and, like, you're horrible. And he's high or drunk or whatever and he takes his daughter, puts her in the car, locks the door, Margot Robbie is screaming at him, backs out of the garage and, like, hits, like, whatever, like, part of the driveway. And, like, he gets hurt, his daughter gets hurt. It's like... It's, oh my god, that, that part made me so upset. No, I it's know. like, haven't you had kid. enough? Like, you're really gonna, like, endanger your That's child now? little Skylar in there. Oh my god, the funniest <laughs> thing happened when I was watching this movie, and I did. <laughs> the, okay, so, the actors, the actress's name that plays Skylar, like, the child in the movie, her name, her, I, I think her name was, like, Giselle Eisenberg, or at least that's what I read when I saw Eisenberg. It. Yeah, okay, so right. And then... <laughs> Jesse. And then, so I'm on Twitter, and Glam Demon keeps tweeting about... Oh, of course. <laughs> Glam Demon from TikTok keeps tweeting about Jesse Eisenberg. And she yeah. tweeted the day that I watched it, she was like, I know Jesse Eisenberg has a wife and two, and two kids, or a kid or whatever, but like this might change it. So I was like... Oh my god, is, is Jesse Eisenberg's kid in The Wolf of Wall Street? She's not, but I totally oh thought it was her. <laughs> and I got so excited. I was like, that's just, like, really weird. Especially because I just that, watched The Social Network for the first time ever, like, last month. That would be hilarious, but I... Jesse Eisenberg doesn't strike me as the type of dad that would be, like, being... Yeah, my, you can have yeah, my kid I want my, act, my kid to be an actor also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Your parents freak me out. <laughs> it would be so weird if like you were an actor and like you put you were like my child's also going to be an actor like right now. <laughs> yeah, that would be psychotic. It's already weird literally... when like regular people do it when they're like I'm going to my kid's going to be in movies when she's like 2. <gasps> oh my god. I think the scariest thing ever is like moms that would like bring that are obviously doing are obviously controlling, like, their children's lives. And, like, <laughs> the scariest thing in the world to me um, is thinking about a, a waiting room for a commercial oh my audition God. filled with mothers and their young children. Yes. Because yeah. those children, those children don't want to be there. This is their mother's dream. Oh, my <laughs> Sorry. God. <if> you... this... <laughs> but, like, if... that is terrifying to me. And I never want to meet those women. Yeah. And I think their children... Should we take it away from them? 
kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> kidding. If you ever want to see, like, why show moms are scary, just, like, watch, like, toddlers and tiaras once. Or, like, just, like, oh the thing yeah. they let their kids do and they're like, yes, get the crown, like, baby. Like, this is, get that this is a mug. <laughs> this is a mug full of Mountain Dew and Pixie Sticks. You want to sip on it while you get your fake Yeah, tan? Mountain Dew and Pixie Sticks. Like, there's nothing else in there. Okay. There's nothing else in there. Oh, wait, remember the fever dream? Do you want to snort dream? your Adderall now? Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> remember the fever dream that was Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, though? Yeah. Is that show still on? The Honey Boo Boo show? From yeah. 2011? Honey Boo Boo wasn't a show kid. Yes, she was. She would... Emily, she started on Toddlers and Tiaras. That's how she got famous. Oh, is that why she got like? Her, she I only remember like Emily. Her own she show. was the one who had the go go juice that you were just talking about. Oh my god! No way! Yes, that's why I brought her up. <laughs> I didn't know that was Honey Boo Boo. I just knew that like they gave their kids like crazy stuff. Yeah. Okay. It made me uncomfortable because I felt so bad that these children were like going through yeah. this. Well, yeah, they're like. Half of them don't want to be there. Like, no, they're like, half of them I'm tired. Aren't even having a good time. Like, I'm tired. Can I please go to school? They're like, no, this is your the only education you'll ever need. No, you're gonna this make mommy stage. money by dressing up in a swimsuit and dancing for old men. Now go. Now go. And as if those pageants weren't enough, before a TV show and camera crew were introduced. Oh my just god! More ways. For these America, children to get America exploited. did these young these young children so dirty. Don't and they still don't they, they always do that? Yes, but it was just so obvious. <laughs> like, <it laughs> Everybody was, so was like, blatantly. "Yes, I love Honey Boo Boo. Give and her like, a new show." Yeah, and like just made a meme out of her, and like Jesus Christ. Anyways, we don't have time to get into all of that. Anyways, what were we talking about before? Jesse Eisenberg? Oh, his oh, daughter. Jesse, his daughter, who's not in the Who's Wolf not in this movie, but I thought there was a chance she might have been, and I got so excited. <laughs> that would have been pretty epic, honestly. Which, I didn't even know he had a kid in the first place until Glam Demon <laughs> until Glam Demon said it. Serena. I, I didn't know he was married. I didn't... It was lost on me, man. Jesus. I love Serena. Oh my God, Serena... She, I know you have a podcast. Can you be on our podcast? Let's, girl, let's be on each other's podcasts. Have us on yours. Be on ours. You'll be on ours. I bet she would love to have a conversation with us about this, about these movies. About, yeah, honestly, we we could go on and just talk about the social network with her since she seems to love it so much. Okay. So I feel, (laughs) Emily, I feel like we've pretty much covered what this movie is because, guys, we said it. Three times before, and we're going to say it one more time. Nothing happens in this movie, so <laughs> there's not much plot to cover. But this man just is greedy, lies to FBI agents, bribes FBI agents, gets away with all of his crimes, gets divorced twice, almost kills himself and his daughter, yeah. trips, just trips really hard the whole time, mm-hmm. and tries to put illegal funds in a Swiss bank, and... Oh, it catches up to him, but, like, not really. But then he recovers and, and like, has a job. He's and totally to fine. this day has a job, the real one, so. I don't have anything else to say no, about either. it, because honestly, just thinking more about it just upsets me. 
it just makes me like clench my no, fists. I just it's bad. It's genuinely bad, and I hate the lie that's been the propaganda that's been spread. Listen, this is also no hate to like Leonardo DiCaprio or like Martin Scorsese or like anybody that like was involved because. Okay, I mean, there's critiques that can it be... It could be, though. There, I mean, there's critiques that can be made, that's This could sure. be hate, because nothing would happen to them if this was hate. Because no, true. no one's gonna... It could be. I just mean, this isn't coming from a place of me not liking any of those people. It's coming from a place of this movie was genuinely bad. <laughs> Leo, I don't know personal vendetta... Martin, no personal vendetta. Um, but this movie was bad, and I don't care that it was nominated for Oscars because okay, what I is an Oscar nomination ever meant? Let's talk about the Golden Globes, <laughs> the Snow Globe. Speaking of speaking of uh, <laughs> awards show nominations having no merit, Emily in Paris got nominated. For oh a my Golden god, Globe. for like so best what are comedy. the standards now? Because what are the standards? Absolutely. Maybe we should talk about that show on the podcast. No, because it looks so boring. No, I. It's just she's that show can't win. That show it might actually win a. Literally might because no one I what because because the reason I say it might is because no one I know liked that show. I thought it was that good, and the fact that I got the fact that I got nominated says that the Academy likes it or whatever. So the Hollywood Foreign Press. Yeah. So. Uh, their opinion is the only one that matters. Okay, but what other shows are in the comedy category? The Flight Attendant. Okay, so that and show I think is Schitt's monumentally... Creek. Okay, so Emily in Paris is not going to win because Shit's Creek won like 87 Emmys. Okay, 87. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact you can quote yeah, me on um, that. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but Shit's Creek actually is ranked highest <laughs> in the most nominations. It's won the most Emmys ever, ever in, I think, the entire history of television. No, I think so, for sure. Did you see That's Dan Levy in that new Eminem commercial? Uh, yeah, yes. You either did or you didn't. Like, Dan Levy in an Eminem commercial, well, I you saw... would know if you saw. <laughs> You're like, I saw, like, Eminem commercial, Dan Levy, like, I don't know, maybe. I saw part of an Eminem commercial, but he was at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, he like, is. I think I did see yeah, it. Yeah. I did see it. Yeah. It's just funny. This is like all that I was going to say. You're like, did you watch? Did I watch the Super Bowl? Did you watch this? No. No. That oh. wasn't what I was going to ask you. <laughs> I didn't even watch the Puppy Bowl. But anyways. That is so messed no, up. No, I know. I, I was really Bowl. upset that I didn't watch it. I forget. It was cute why. this year. I know. I lo- it's cute every I, It was I, cute I... this year. Puppies are cute every year, Emily. <laughs> I just wanted to make you feel worse about not <laughs> You're like, this it. year it was extra cute. <laughs> this year was extra cute because they also involved kittens in it. They always also involved kittens in it. I, that was a joke. The kitty halftime I, show? I don't watch... You don't know anything about the puppy book. No, this was my f- <laughs> this was my first year watching. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love it so much. The bird um, announcers, the um, the actual man who's the ref, <laughs> um, the kitty time halftime show, um, the the hamster in the spinning um, wheel that like reads the tweets. I love the. <laughs> The way Emily's looking at me, I've been watching the, the Puppy Bowl since, like, I was born. 
See, that's the thing that sucks is that I would have to watch the actual Super Bowl. <laughs> and I, no one would, I would want to, I knew it existed, but no one in my family was going to be like, okay, yeah, M. See, uh, let's watch the Puppy Bowl. Because the Puppy Bowl is more, is monumentally more entertaining than I the Super Bowl. I don't care about men beating each other up for a ball. I care about these. Sometimes I do care, though. I care about the dogs literally just playing with each other because it's so cute. I could watch that every day. <laughs> it is so if cute. Every, if every football Sunday they had a puppy football game, I would watch it. And I would yeah, root for well, the teams. <laughs> I would care. That's a no-brainer. Um, what was the original question you were going to ask me? <laughs> Have you seen Dan Levy's episode? <laughs> yeah. For, like, the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> I have not seen a Super Bowl. Because the Eminem commercial I, was a Super Bowl commercial first. I just had to make that make sense. But Oh, yeah. I never really understood, like, Super Bowl commercials are the best one. Just because, like, sli- like oh my bigger God. name slip. Thank I think God you so said stupid. that because I remember, like, people would always be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see the Super Bowl commercials. I'm like, I've never laughed at a commercial. So just putting no, that out there. I, I always thought the Budweiser commercials were cute because it had a puppy and a horse in it. And I was like, oh, And then oh, they'd be yeah. like, Budweiser. Yeah, I but like, I, I wasn't oh. like, yes! This is so good. Well, it never makes me more interested in a brand. No. Like, I know M&M's exist, but I'm never going to go and, like, buy a bag of M&M's because I saw Dan um, Levy talking to well, an animated Clearly M&M. you don't know M&M's exist. Have you seen the M&M commercial with Dan Levy? Um... Eminem's Dan Levy, maybe. Okay, what was the original question you were gonna ask me? It doesn't matter. No, I want to know. It was, did you watch Dan Levy's SNL? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I literally cannot believe that. I did watch Phoebe Bridgers' performance though. Okay. I always skip the performances and I just want to watch the sketches. The fact that you wouldn't have done the opposite makes no sense. This is the funny part about me is because if I watch the actual SNL, the actual, if I watch the actual (laughs) SNL episode like on Hulu or like live, I will skip the music performance just because I feel like it, I get why they. No offense, it sucks. I get why they do it, but whenever, like, there's a performance in live TV that isn't, like, a music show, like, an award show, it, like, messes up the vibe for me. (laughs) Um, Oh, the vibe is so awkward. Even when Harry was on it, I was like, this is awkward. Well, just because it's like, haha, I'm laughing, I'm laughing, like, skits, writers, like, whatever, like, I don't know what's coming next, and then... Skits, writers. Skits, writers. Props. Pete Davidson. And then it's like... (laughs) And then it's like... Um, now performing. Got last at the payphone. It cost a dollar. <laughs> I was gonna say now performing. Son of the Times. Harry Styles. Once again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Her. her. <laughs> I love. It. I love it. Once again, her. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And also, this is just me getting into very specific like things that my pet peeves about watching us in a live mm-hmm. is that is the commercial breaks between you'll get like one skit a commercial break oh my and then God. it'll be the second performance for like three minutes and then you'll get commercials and then one sketch and then a why don't the they the do the two songs i guess because sometimes they do like a set change but yeah, absolutely yeah. kill yourself but, like, i hate it so much <laughs> 
that is the most frustrating part, and that's why I, if I'm watching live, I stop watching after uh, Weekend Update. Yeah. <laughs> because it's it's just commercials, and then two minutes, and then, and then commercials. That being said, it's... I do watch a lot of SNL skits on YouTube, because then I can... stop watching the ones that aren't funny um that also being said snl invite us to come watch your show and we'll say something nice about it if snl if you invite me to a live taping and let me meet um kate mckinnon and colin jost and pete kate mckinnon is my i mom (laughs) then i'll say something nice about no if if we get an invite to snl to watch it live or like if Martin Schwarzenegger, Lauren Michaels is gonna hear this and be like, no, no. and also you're blacklisted yeah. from oh my God, no, forever. literally, I was just gonna say the series is gonna get us never mind. But Martin Schwarzenegger, if you want to invite us to like a movie premiere, like we'll definitely have something nice to say if you do that. So if you do that, <laughs> guys, you have to keep listening to the podcast because that way, if Emily and I never get invited to a single event or movie premiere, at least we're getting. <laughs> At least we're getting. At least we have at least you. We're getting listeners. <laughs> Please. Okay. That being said, You're- thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. Thanks for watching. Um, hopefully. Thanks for listening. Oh, fuck, Skylar, no one's that. watching this. <laughs> No, please keep that in. That's so okay. funny. Uh, I mean, listen. Thanks for listening, you guys, because you're listening. Um, hopefully one day Emily and I can We're actually, watching that. Yeah, hopefully one day. Yeah, I forget. Well, that's why I keep saying it. It's because we're, we're watching you. Um, right. So. But hopefully one day Emily and I will be in the same room again and can have a video recording of these. Yeah. That'd be really cool if the um, virus would stop killing people. But um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Um, thanks for watching our TikToks. Follow us there. Um, Emily, what are our socials? Oh my god, yeah. Let me let me do this. I was also before I before I'm just before 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 before. Um, <laughs> um, I can't wait until we can actually like record us making this. But also, I I don't know if I'm ready to be like for ha- to have my whole body perceived well, by like, just, like our two hundred. We'll do like a shoulder up thing. You know what I mean? Okay, thank like, God. Like over okay. a table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over a table. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. So we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next week with whatever we have planned. In the meantime, follow us on TikTok. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Uh, follow our Twitter, LTAI underscore pod. We have an Instagram as well. Let's talk about underscore it pod. And um, please keep listening because um, if we get blacklisted from Hollywood because we just tell the truth about these bad movies. <laughs> um, and we would really appreciate to have a whole community. <laughs> and as well, like, we would really appreciate like to have like this community behind like, us. Like, hire us for like, audience advice, too. <laughs> Guys, we, I'm, we could help market all of this stuff. Like, we can help you. Okay. Thanks, guys. We love you so much. <laughs> yeah. We hope, we hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day. I made relevant. Yeah. Relevant. I made relevant cupcakes. I made, <laughs> I made red velvet cupcakes and uh, had some jelly beans. It was a good, oh, and my mom got me flowers. Oh, That's yeah. So oh, cute. my God. My mom got me a money tree. It's a little plant. I have four it... plants in my room right now. I'm feeling like a mother. You are a mother. I am. Bitch, I'm a mother. I am a mother. Okay, sorry. To four plant <laughs> this children. Had, this... 
this episode needed to end five minutes ago. No, I know. So sorry. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. We'll see you in the next. See one. you next week. Bye.